a podcast. I'm Tyler. You can call me T if you want. I, I don't really care. And I'm Malcolm. You can call me Mac or the other guy. This week, we're going to be talking about As Above, So Below. This was Malcolm's pick, and uh, so uh, don't blame me if you don't like this movie. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, just a quick uh, description of the movie. Um, as Above, So Below. Um, a beautiful tomb from Raider and her crew hunt for treasure in the catacombs of Paris and find themselves in a hellish underworld. Uh, I did enjoy the movie. I did uh, think it was... It was a little, uh, the beginning was a little slow, but as it picked up, I found myself getting more and more into it. Um, it did take me a couple times to watch the movie. Uh, the first time I kind of just watched a little bit of it and I was like, oh, you know, found footage movie. So I haven't watched a lot of those, I suppose. But um, <clears throat> so I didn't watch it the first time through and through. But the second time, I took the time to watch it to the end, and uh, yeah, it definitely gave me the the chills, if you will. Out of uh, out of a rating of ten, I would probably probably give it about a six out of ten. I sat down to watch this movie. I I wanted to see it. I, I remember when it was in theaters, and I was mildly interested in it. One of my coworkers at the time uh, had seen it, and he's he's even more of a <laughs> he's even more of a movie snob than I am. Maybe not snob is the right word for him as much as just crotchety. Um, he, he he was just the kind of guy that he likes what he likes. And even he said, yeah, it really wasn't that bad. So I was like, I was like, okay. Uh, it showed up on Netflix. I was, I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and throw this on my list. And it sat on my list for quite a while. And I kept kind of passing over it for for other movies or other shows and um we decided to do this podcast and malcolm said yeah, that's my first pick so i said yeah all right perfect perfect i've been wanting to watch this <laughs> now i have an excuse now i have a reason to watch this i'm i am compelled to watch this if you will it's found footage i have i have a love-hate relationship with found footage movies um when i was yeah, I'm. How old are you? Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. See, so I'm like, I'm like, I think I'm thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a bit of an age difference between the two of us. When I was in the eighth grade, uh, it, it might have even been the ninth grade, but uh, when I was a wee lad, there was a little movie in the theaters that went by the title Blair Witch Project. Oh yeah. And I. I was so excited for the Blair Witch Project. I had a Blair Witch Project t-shirt. <laughs> it was the missing posters with all three of the of the cast members on it. And it was awesome. I went and saw that movie. I went and saw it. Uh, like I, I, I don't remember what time of year it was. I remember I went and saw it in, in Lincoln with one of my cousins. And then I came back home. And I went and saw it with my dad, <laughs> and, and and that's how much I love that movie. And, and to the, to this day, I still really enjoy Blair Witch Project. I think it was effective and it was creepy. And and if I was I was terrified of camping to begin with, 
And Blair Witch Project just further helped cement that fear. <laughs> and and there are other found footage movies that I do enjoy, but I gotta say this one was just not quite one of them. I, there was just so much I was taking issue with. If if you're gonna do found footage, I, I want it to be really really unique. I want it to be something. You know, Blair Witch was good because at the time, you know, found footage had been done in the past, but 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 Blair Witch was really kind of a turning point. And you, for better or worse, you can really probably credit them or blame them, however you want to look at it, for for the trend that we still see today. Right. Yeah. I mean, certainly you don't see quite as much found footage today as you as you did. You know, in the early 2000s even, but uh, even mid-2000s, really. But um, you still get you still get it from time to time, as, as we see here. Um, like I said, if you're going to do something, if you're going to do found footage, I want it to be really, really unique. And there's not a whole lot of, you know, super unique movies like that. Um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but there there is one called Troll Hunter that is wonderful. It's it's found footage, but it is it's a spectacle to behold. So if that's on Netflix, you can you can bet it'll show up on our list sooner or later. Um, I I know it used to be, but I'm I'm getting off track. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you know uh, this is a movie that I feel really would have benefited by being a more traditional movie Mm -hmm. i don't think it really gained anything by by putting you in the shoes of anyone in particular because it seemed like you know everyone has their fears that's like the whole point of the movie is everyone's got their fears everyone's got their dark secrets and their past and and as you as you progress through the movie you know you're kind of finding oh this person did this or this person did this or whatever and uh you know and and the character's for you know for all the stuff that they're going through and all the stuff that's coming uh you know that's coming to light about them i still felt like it it just to me it still felt kind of forced like uh like like maybe they were trying too hard or and and they could have easily done you know like i said if it was a traditional thing they could have they could have remedied the the forced nature of it mm-hmm. with flashbacks or something like that, or they could have even just opened the movie with, with a little bit of, of each of their pasts or something. Uh, but that's not something you can do in found footage because you can't, you can't flash back. Right. <laughs> you can't <laughs> flash back something that you're recording. But, uh, you know, that was really my, that was my biggest problem. Well, one of my biggest problems with it, um, I thought some of the scares were okay. The scares to me ranged from 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 pretty generic uh, all the way up to eh, that's kind of cool, you know. Um, and we'll get into we can get into that later once we like actually get into the the spoiler section of the of this review, um, which I suppose we could probably get to right about now. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you know uh, uh, between one and ten. Uh, if you really, really like found footage, you're probably going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I waffle on found footage. If if it's not, 
if it's not truly, if it's not like 100% something I've never seen or never thought I would see in, in a movie like this, um, I mean, I call this one probably closer to maybe a three out of a three out of ten, maybe a four out of ten. If I if I if I watched it in the dark, I might call it a four out of ten because it'd probably scare me a little more. Mm-hmm. If I watched it at uh, if I had watched it the first time, um, you know, at, at two o'clock in the morning on a stormy night, it it probably would have got me. Uh, but I did not. I watched it in the daylight <laughs> and. And uh, admittedly, uh, to my to my discredit, uh, I watched it on a small screen on a phone. So uh, maybe it would have been maybe I would have been a little more apt to to like it more had I watched it, you know, on a nice big TV or you know with the lights dimmed or the volume up. Um, but uh, but I how to say I'm inclined to think. Uh, that I probably wouldn't, uh, just because, it just wasn't quite my jam. I, I think it would have served better to be a, a more traditional movie, you know, uh, like a like if you turned, um, Indiana Jones into a horror movie, that's what I would, that's what would be, you know, this movie would be stellar if it was Indiana Jones as a horror movie, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, or National Treasure as a horror movie for for the the younger audience that didn't grow up quite with Indiana <laughs> Jones, you know, maybe Nick Cage was your uh, Harrison Ford. Um, <laughs> Nick Cage was all right. I guess. <laughs> um so yeah, that's where I sit. That's where I stand on this one. Um uh I give it a 3. If you watch it at night, if you watch it in the dark with maybe with some headphones or something, um you probably bump it up to a 4, but as it stands now, I'd, I'd say three out of ten. It just really was not my jam. Mm-hmm. So, I guess with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and jump into the spoiler section. And uh, if you don't want any of this movie spoiled, and there is a lot to spoil, so uh, go ahead and, and, and stop listening, pause it, do whatever you need to do, and, and go watch the movie. If you don't care if it's spoiled because because you agree with me that that found footage is kind of uh overdone <laughs> then right. then by all means stick around um uh so yeah so we're going to go ahead and give you a couple seconds and uh we'll see you in a couple seconds here okay and you came back yet again you you people keep coming back and we appreciate it so and if you're just tuning in and you skip the intro, once again, spoiler alert for the movie as above, so below. Yes, I would also like to mention that that uh, Netflix doesn't know me super well, but they did tell me that this was a 55% match for me. Um, I, I gotta tell you, uh, Netflix may be 45% match. Just, just saying, Netflix. Take that note, Netflix, yes. please. Yes. That's on me, though. I admit, that's on me. I don't rate movies on you, since you guys stopped with your star ratings and did the stupid thumbs up, thumbs down thing. But that's a that is a that's a complaint for another time. It's a complaint for another time. What do you have to say about spoilers for this thing, Malcolm? You have this. I can't even honestly remember her name. Scarlet. Scarlet is her name. Scarlet. Okay. 
Uh, she goes into Paris, and she's looking for some hidden treasure, I believe she called it. She goes there, and she finds kind of a group of people that know the... Uh, they know the area. They know, like... Yeah. They kind of know... They know where the shady spots are. Right, exactly. That's exactly how I would put it. So they find this group, and um, they say... They, at first, they don't believe her. They say, you know, this place doesn't exist. But if it does, and there is treasure, we want half. And she's like, well, you can take it all. So <clears throat> they get together, and she has a couple of other... She has a cameraman who goes by the name of Benji, I believe. Yes. And uh, she has another friend of hers. Um, George, I believe is George. his name. Yes. Played played by Ben Feldman. And if you're a fan of Superstore like I am, it's so weird to see this guy play anything other than a goofy guy working <laughs> in a retail store. I believe he was in Friday the 13th as well. It could be. I think. It, be. it was one of the newer ones. Um, but anyways... So they end up going down into the catacombs of Paris, and it's said that there was six, what was it, six million corpses down there. Yeah. And it's full of bones. Full of bones. And they're kind of just, they go down there, and they end up getting trapped down there. As the movie progresses, it kind of just brings out some sketchy stuff starts happening, you know things that these people know to themselves are things that you know maybe they try to forget about or things that they maybe haven't even thought about i know being in a cave you know claustrophobia is definitely something that i would i couldn't handle it honestly but uh so they're exploring and they come across all of these things and kind of they just kind of succumb to them one by one i believe uh benji was i believe benji was claustrophobia or yeah i think he uh he get i think he got crushed in the tunnel is that what happened to him well i mean i know he had gotten stuck in between um some bones and yeah i can't wall. remember actually how he died now that you mentioned well and i think he was sitting at, at top of a hole or something that they were climbing down and something like jumped out and scared him and he fell all the way down and kind of just died there but I, there's just there's so many things that you know like you said there's a lot in the spoilers <laughs> so what uh what do you have uh well let's go back to the beginning real quick because uh at the beginning, like, this is where, the beginning is really where I, man, it, it started annoying me so early on. <laughs> so early on, it was painful. Um, they introduce Scarlet, and they give you all this information about her that is really unnecessary and kind of annoying to me. Like, I, yeah, you sound like it, I, Sound like a gen- like a like a standard American when you say I don't want to hear these French people talking about stuff. <clears throat> <laughs> I have no problem with French people, uh, or foreign people for that matter. But there was just something about this woman, whether she was French or not, it just 
it just just kind of got to me like they introduce her she's she's almost a superhero you know she speaks crazy amounts of languages some of which don't even exist anymore <laughs> and you know she's a black belt in like karab maga or something like that you know she's she's this well-traveled explorer her father was a well-traveled explorer and there's a lot of stuff that comes with that you know and she looks like she's 20 you know i don't know how old she actually is in the movie and they even kind of like meant like even when they're talking to her like well that's a lot of stuff for a young person like you right yeah you know and she's like well that's what the script calls for (laughs) and and it just really bothered me that when when you watch a lot of found footage things or anything for that matter it doesn't have to be found footage but this is a character that felt to me like she was always making me like just watching her made me feel like I was supposed to be inferior to her. Right. Um, you know, she didn't seem like a regular person. She was all like every, everywhere she goes, she is, she is frantically searching for some sort of answer, Mm -hmm. whether she needs to be frantically searching for it or not. If the, the time still allows you to do whatever you need to do, but she is always like on edge. Right. Um, you know, and at the, at the beginning, you can kind of understand it. She, you know, she's going through the, she's, she's riding through the desert, you know, in like, uh, Iran or Yemen or, you know, some, a, a Middle Eastern place, you know, and, and she's like, yeah, if I get caught here, they're going to bury me up to my head in the sand and do stuff and something to me or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she finds, like, the Philosopher's Stone or something, and she's like, oh, this is exactly what my dad was looking for all those years ago. And and it just, it just irked me that she was, that she was just not a regular person, and she didn't, you know, and you can blame the writing for it, you know, more than you can blame the actual character or even the actress for it, but she always just felt like, like, like as somebody watching it you just always feel like to me anyways that uh, you're supposed to not feel you're supposed to feel like you're below her mm-hmm. and it, it, it just didn't work for me like i want a character that's relatable uh you know on occasion you can have a character that's not relatable that and that might work for whatever reasons um you know but for this one it's just like i just got to the point where I was like just stop telling me stuff because I don't like you <laughs> you know I just felt so disconnected from her you know and then once she gets to France she finds the Philosopher's Stone and and all that stuff and then she goes to France and or Paris and and you know she's looking around for all this stuff and well when she's when she's in the Middle East she's like the guy's like oh we got to get going you got to go you got to go and she's like no no I have to get pictures of right. all this stuff <laughs> And like, it's like that dude's risking his life for you. He even says, "I think I have a family." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Yeah, he does." And and she's like, "Well, too bad. I'm down here. I'm gonna take all these pictures now, and I'm gonna and you know, but it's okay because I'm really frantically doing it." And uh, you know, and then it gets to the point where she's going through all the stuff. She's looking at all the at all the the words and stuff. She's like. Well, this is the one language I can't speak. And I know somebody that can. 
And so I got to go to Paris and 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 meet up with uh, you know meet up with Ben Feldman, Jonah from Superstore. If you're a fan of Superstore, and if you're not a fan of Superstore, go watch it. It is a phenomenal show. Anyways, you know, she goes and meets this nerdy guy, and she's like, I have this stuff that I can't read, even though I know a billion languages. Right. And... This is the one I don't Yeah. Know. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, okay. But, uh, you know, I'm still upset because you got me thrown in a Turkish prison. Prison. They really want you to know that he's uncomfortable, and they have a past. Right. You know, they keep bringing it up and keep bringing it up. I I bet if you played it, you could probably play a drinking game to uh, to how many times he says he's not going to go underground, and you'd be drunk before the halfway point <laughs> of the movie, because like you'd be drunk by the time he actually goes underground. Then they take him, he, they take him to a museum where there's like a tablet on the wall, and they pull the tablet off, and and I don't even remember exactly what she was like what the whole point of what she was doing was. There was some key or something that they were looking for. But she, like, turns it over, and she gets this weird chemical, and she starts pouring it on there, and she's like, and she she looks at the camera guy, and she's like, no, step back. You don't want to smell, you you don't want to breathe this stuff in. As she's pouring it on the tablet and breathing it in herself, because, again, she's just that much more important than everybody. Right. This dangerous chemical that you don't want to breathe in, she sets it on fire, and she's burning it, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, now you're just endangering everybody else, and you're like a like inches away from those deadly fumes <laughs> that you just warned people not to breathe in, you know. And then there's like some moments where they 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 go like they, they take a little tour of the catacombs and they do like this weird, uh, you know, they're like. Like, oh, look at the skulls on the walls. They used oh, them to yeah. decorate, yeah. and they made a cross out of the skulls. And then there's like a, a few moments where she's doing like a weird travel show, and you, it seems like she's doing a travel mm-hmm. show. She's like, now I'm in this location, and this is why this is significant and important. And to me, to me, that part, like all that stuff, it it comes with so many, so many movies like this. But to me, it just feels like feels like filler like you're in such a hurry to find all this stuff you got this poor guy killed in in the middle east you're you're rushing around but you're gonna take time to to shoot a travel show and right and, <laughs> and take be a like, tour and take a tour and you know i mean it's it's an hour and a half movie it's like an hour and 33 minutes and and I I feel like some of that stuff towards the beginning was kind of filler, um, mostly the travel stuff and the introduction to her, where you know where she's talking about all of her accomplishments and stuff. Um, and I don't know as if I would call it a slow start, as much as I just think it was kind of fluff and just kind of filler. Um, but once they get down into the catacombs, there are some really cool moments. <laughs> they get down there and like there's this weird. There's this weird cult, like just, oh, yeah. just chilling out in a room off to the side, like doing cult stuff, and their and their guides all like, like oh yeah, there's weirdos down here. There's a bunch of groups down here. <laughs> yeah, there's always weirdos down here. Well, and I think the leader, the one that they had stopped at or found, the first one, was the lady from the club that they were at previously. Oh, okay. So, um, that was kind of like. 
what's she doing down here? Like, because I think in the beginning when they walk into that club, you know, that lady's walking out. And then you see her again. She's just still staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, later when they do get down to that part, it's the same. She's like leading the cult or something in that nature. Once they get into the catacombs, it does pick up the pace. I'll, I'll hand it to them for that. Whether they could they could have gotten down there faster, but I, but I think it would have made the movie shorter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at some point you're making a movie... You know, you, you people will you know people get upset if they spend ten bucks on a movie ticket, and it's less than an hour and a half. Right. It needs to be an hour and a half, especially if you're gonna, you know. And that and I think, I think that's kind of where like the feature length cutoff is. Like, if it's less than an hour and a half, you get a hard time calling it a feature length. Uh, but uh, maybe they could have extended. You know, maybe they could put some more stuff in the catacombs to to lengthen it up a little bit. I didn't feel like it was a particularly tight story. Cut out all the I'm so important stuff, I'm doing a weird travel thing stuff, and and put in some more creepy stuff in the catacombs. Mm-hmm. Cuz like I said, there were there was some good creepy stuff in there. Um there's a part where uh Ben Feldman's character, I think his name was George. Yeah. yeah. Um he he finds a piano and he starts telling this story about how him and his brother used to play the piano. And they could never finish the song because this key was broken. And and so naturally, he plays the piano and that key is broken. And, and you realize, oh, there's like ghosts and spirits and stuff. Five years ago, I probably would have thought, you know, if this movie was, well, I guess, what, what year, 2014? Yeah. I guess it did come out almost five years ago. So maybe not even five years ago, I might not. Maybe ten years ago. If this was in the era of Blair Witch, which was more than 10 years ago, I'm aware, but I feel like these ideas would have gone over way better. Right. If it was an older movie. And I don't and if, and saying that, you know, I don't think it would have aged particularly well. You probably, you know, we would be looking back on it and we'd be like, "Oh man, that movie was so mind-blowing." And then we'd be watching it now thinking, eh, "Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good at its time." Um you know, and and certainly there were some there were some moments that were better than others. I'm a very claustrophobic person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my all time favorite movies is The Descent, and I don't know if you've seen The Descent. I think I might have. It sounds very familiar. Uh, it's the cave diving women who who meet the monsters in the cave, mm-hmm. and. That movie is so terrifying to me. Every time I've seen I've probably watched it ten times, and every time I see it, I cringe because I'm so claustrophobic. <laughs> and and so like so you know, the the part where the guy stuck in the in the in, in the tunnel was was certainly made me cringe. I was you know, because I was like I was I would have seen one bone. One bone. I I would have seen one bone, even you know, not even in the tunnel. Like I saw a bone back there. I'm not getting in that tunnel, right? <laughs> you know, and this guy's like crawling in this tunnel that's literally full of bones. They're, at one point, I think they're even like, just push the yeah, bones just away, put, just flatten them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 
So that's you know, so it did have its it did have its points, it did have its moments. Um, there was a part where uh, their guide gets pulled into a, a burning car. Oh yeah, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, that was like, and that was towards the end too. Uh, Pap Papillon. Papillon, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't even remember why. I'm sure they explained it kind of, but I don't even remember what what the deal was with him. And the burning car, but... I think he had killed someone, or something got lit on fire, and a kid had died, or oh, something. Because okay. I think it was, like, a kid that sucked him into yeah. the car. Yeah. Um, it, it had a lot of exposition, though. Because because it was found footage, it had to have a lot of exposition, because it couldn't do flashbacks or anything like that. You know, so it was like... You know, so there's, like, these weird moments of forced dialogue where it's like it's like i know you don't like to be underground because you're you're because of your brother or i know you don't like the water because your brother drowned or or right. or something you know or or george has to say something like like i never told you the real story about my brother i went to get help and i got lost and then he died and it was all my fault and it's like that really would have been a cool cinematic moment had uh had this been a more traditionally shot thing uh, instead of instead of here's this creepy thing now i'm gonna explain to you why i'm afraid of this creepy thing right um i think you know i just think that uh found footage movies to me aren't maybe they were too ambitious for this maybe that's my problem with it they wanted you to they wanted you to really care for the characters but when you're in a format like this and you have to have the characters constantly explaining what, you know, why they feel the way they feel, you know, um, you know, you know, so props to them for, for, you know, trying to make their characters deeper. But to me, uh, that fell flat because it just ended up in some weird dialogue moments where, where they're just explaining stuff. And, and and so that's really that's a lot of where it came down to came down for me. Um, everyone kind of felt you know, and, and uh, Scarlet you know certainly always seemed like she was so much more important than everyone else. But it kind of felt like everybody else kind of did the same thing. Where Pap is like, no, we have to go this way because because we knew this guy who once went that way and nobody saw him again. Right, and which was you're... like another moment of weird exposition mm. <laughs> where. It's like, oh, okay, so, all right, so you can't go that way because Pap just told you something, you know. Whereas you could have done a cool flashback or something and mm-hmm. and 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 shown the mole man getting lost in the cave somewhere. But uh, but everyone, you know, so maybe that was kind of, uh, you know, so maybe everyone seems like they're comes off as feeling comes off as as thinking they're more important uh, just because. Just for that reason, just because they're constantly telling you what their right. what what their deal was, but uh, that was really the most of it. I think it, like I said, I think it really would have worked better as a as a traditional thing if they would have said if somebody at the at a studio would have been optioned this script and they would have said, "Yeah, we'll we'll take this script, but we're gonna rework it and we're gonna turn it into uh, the next Tomb Raider movie featuring Laura Croft." Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't want to say that it would be a good Tomb Raider movie, 
mostly because I feel like Netflix subconsciously put that in my head in their description <laughs> as saying this beautiful Tomb Raider, but but it really would make a like it would make a perfectly reasonable Tomb Raider uh, a game or movie, you know, if you just shot it in a more traditional way. Right. Uh, I will say in you know, like you said, you know, in the at towards the beginning, how you know Blair Witch was kind of just. You know, it was up there for you. Like, that was... It almost seems like that's where the bar was set, you know? <laughs> and we got another one, guys, but I haven't seen Blair Witch. Oh, Jesus. There's a lot of movies I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, I I get it. I, I'm going to chalk it up to the age <laughs> difference. I'm going to chalk it up to the age difference between the two of us. But, I mean, and maybe it's just the reason that this one got me is because... You know, this was the first, one of the first found footage movies that I have seen. And I'm, like I said, I'm not one big for found footage movies. But this one is one that, you know, caught my eye as I watched it through beginning to end. But I mean, that's that's just both of our opinions. <laughs> and it it is, it's nice because, you know, you you have a movie where you're like, this is a really good movie. <laughs> but then you have someone on the opposite side. Well, you know, I didn't really think it was. <laughs> but I mean, and and that's that's just that's great to have. Like I, I I love having different opinions because if everyone is just yes, this was great, then I mean, I feel like this podcast would be shorter than what it is. <laughs> you know, the the episode probably would have ended earlier because we would have <laughs> ran thing ran out of things to talk about, but. Certainly. Um, I'll say this: it did have like some. I mean, it did have some cool stuff, though. And and disagreements about it aside, it's far from the worst thing that uh, that could show up on a Netflix. Oh queue. yeah. You know, like you said, you it's the uh, it's the you know among the first found footage things that uh, mm-hmm. that you have come across that you've seen because. You're a freaking toddler. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's true. Oh man. Um. Uh. But uh, there are. There. I mean, there are found footage things out there that I do enjoy, though. Um. Even newer things. Uh. I do. I did enjoy. Decreasingly enjoy. Uh. The first three Paranormal Activity movies. Oh okay. The first one had some really cool stuff to it. It was nice. It was. It was a fairly clever thing. It wasn't trying to be, it wasn't trying to be deep or do anything spectacular. The characters weren't particularly likable, but they weren't supposed to be. The second movie was kind of more the same, but it had some cool, interesting things. And the third movie was kind of gimmicky with the with three D and stuff, but but they really kind of, but even then they still did some some good stuff. But like, so those are like some examples of like of good found footage. I wish. I wish you would have seen, like, a really good found footage, right? <laughs> before you saw, before you saw as above, so below. And with Paranormal Activity, I jumped in on the fourth movie, which is argue, which is probably <laughs> about the worst movie. So again, I have to go back and watch, and and yeah, and maybe even watching those, I'll look back on as above, <laughs> so below, and be like, okay. <laughs> I can I I can see it now. Oh man, I I remember Netflix used to have this movie 
on it called Paranormal Entity. And I thought it was Paranormal Activity. So, because, and that's how they get you. That's how, like, knockoff movies get you. Right. <laughs> you know, like, they have a similar name. But I watched this movie, Paranormal Entity. And it was like the cheap knockoff version of Paranormal Activity. And I watched it, and I was like, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was okay. And then... And then I found out like a month later that that was the not that I watched the knockoff one and I felt really bad. And I watched it. Then I watched like the you know the real one and and it was significantly better. But but uh, I don't really know where I was going with that story other than to let let the listeners know that uh, sometimes I sometimes I watch sometimes I make mistakes. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Sometimes I make mistakes. There is one other uh, found footage movie that I have seen. It's called "The House That October Built." It's th- and there's two. There's two movies, but I've watched the first one, and uh, again, that kind of gave. It was. It was a lot of. It was a lot of traveling. It's about people traveling to different haunted houses and kind of some stuff that goes on that you know you don't really think would happen at a haunted house, but like people actually getting kidnapped and, um, you know, putting coffins and buried alive. It's just a twist turn on, uh, haunted houses. So again, you know, just having that fear of claustrophobia and, uh, being, I mean, trapped underground. I mean, who, who would be okay with that? Honestly, like, <laughs> Who's just going to be like, I can handle it. I'll live. Someone will find me. Probably don't know him. David Blaine. Are you familiar with David Blaine? Uh, for the most part. For yeah. the most part. He's the guy. He's the guy that will yeah. that will, <laughs> that will trap himself underground. Maybe not, not in a haunted house. Well, he probably would in a haunted house. Just, you know. But uh, I don't think he would do it because it was a haunted house, certainly. All right. Um, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty good. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my three. I almost waffled back. I almost waffled down to two, but you know when I was sitting there complaining. Um, but uh, I'm gonna keep it at three. I'm still gonna say if you watch it at night with with some headphones, you're probably gonna get get uh, a a four out of ten rating out of it. Um. Yeah, so I guess that about ends our show. Check back next week. Next week, we're going to take it a little bit lighter. Um, you know, for our first episode, I really I really went back and forth. I was like, I was like, I kind of, I should start with something fun. And then I thought I should, and then I kept, I couldn't decide if I, if I wanted to pick something I'd seen before or something I hadn't seen before. Because you know, if you pick something you haven't seen, you run the risk of, of picking something like that you don't like. True. Yeah. And uh, and so somehow, when I when I was thinking, let's pick something fun that I've seen, I ended up with Caliber, which was something <laughs> very dark that I had not seen. And uh, you know, and then and then of course we just we just wrapped up. Uh, as above, so below, which was a, which was a horror film, and I 
we're going to take it up a little bit nicer for <laughs> for next week's episode. We're going to go with one that I have seen for a change. And we're going to go for A Perfect Day. And um, go go find a trailer for it. It's, it's an excellent movie. It's got, uh, I believe it's Benicio Del Toro in it. And it's it's very uplifting and and very very heartwarming if it's uh, still kind of grim we'll get out of the grim territory sooner or later i'm sure but uh perfect day that's what we're coming back for next week i hope that's what you're coming back for next week and uh i hope you enjoyed the show anything else to say mac just to like and subscribe and i <clears throat> hope that uh we can keep bringing in an audience and you guys will stick with us throughout many more episodes to come for sure and like t said we will definitely lighten up a little bit we won't be so dark all the time and uh but yeah i believe that that wraps it up all right and share it share the show share it with everyone whether they like movies or not share it with everyone and i mean everyone Babies. Share it with babies. Maybe not babies. Because they're not going to understand it and their little fingers aren't coordinated enough to like and subscribe. But deep down we mean babies. Share it with babies. (laughs) 